Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom of Friends podcast. Thank, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This is a podcast where you get to learn more about your friends and community, their wisdom, their trials and tribulations, timeless insights and their secrets. Now, let's get into the show. Please welcome your host, Cal Aras. Hello, uh, folks. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Wisdom of Friends uh, show. I'm really excited to be uh, introducing you to a good friend of mine. Her name is Jolene Asker. Jolene's a transformation coach, uh, inspirational speaker, and a columnist. She has coached uh, thousands of clients to create customized, healthy habits and to stick to them personally and professionally. Jolene shares practices that helped her recover from severe depression, profound fear and anxiety, grief, and unhealthy relationships. Today, the Jolene lives joyfully with a healthy body, mind, and spirit, and continues to provide tools to others for reducing stress and living happily despite life's challenges. She also has a book coming out in the near future. It's called Discovering Your Wings, and I'm really excited to uh, uh, find out more about it when it gets launched. Friends, this interview, I think you will really enjoy it because we really dig deeper into uh, some of her challenges and how she really transformed her life around with specific actions that she took. And a very informational uh, conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. So pull up a chair and listen in. And without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Jolene Asker. Hello, uh, Jolene. Welcome to the Wisdom of Friends uh, show. I'm really excited to have you on the show. And let me uh, share with you my first impressions of you. It was at the Toastmasters meeting in Kirkland. And I remember hearing you give a speech. And that was the first time I'd uh, met you and I'd heard you speak. And what stood out for me from that speech was your command on the emotional responses and expressions throughout your speech. You actually, as an audience, we could feel your emotions during your speech. And I knew then that you're really a well-trained speaker, perhaps with an acting background or dramatics background or voiceover art. Uh, art, And, you know, and I, I really thought that, uh, and your message and your story was so profound that I knew that we needed to have you on the show. So thank you for taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, welcome. Well, thank you. And thank you for the compliments. I had no idea. <laughs> this is a pleasant surprise to hear. Well, one of the ways that we start off our show is by asking our guest, uh, what's your favorite quote? Uh, and what's your life's philosophy that you live by? And how have you applied it to your life? It's a great question, Cal. And what really comes to me is the quote, are you breathing just a little and calling it a life by Mary Oliver? In 2013, I was extremely stressed. I had multiple jobs. I was absolutely so stressed out, and yet I thought I was the pillar of health. I was coaching six to eight clients per day, and I wasn't taking care of myself. I knew something was going to give, and it was. It was me. 
that gave. My pancreas shut down. It stopped working. And I found out later that a record epidemic of men and women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s contract diabetes 1, which is what happened to me, from stress. And I emotionally was as dry as a bone. Is I had no joy left in my well. And the quote, are you breathing just a little and calling it a life? Not only does it resonate so much with the way I used to live, when people read that, they take a breath and they say, oh, that's me. I, I, I don't have a life. And I really love how by practicing inner practices, cultivating customized practices for myself emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, I've turned that around. And I did turn my pancreas situation around. Oh, that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Uh, Looking at your bio, uh, one of the things that I'm so fascinated by your background is that you are a transformation coach, you're an inspirational speaker, and also a columnist. And this is something I can tell just from having known you over the past year, that it's a passion of yours to help people and really uh, uh, unshackle them from their limits and uh, really help them uh, succeed at their goals, whatever that might be. And seems like a lot of people have trouble finding their calling, their passion, and their purpose. How did that come about for you? Was that something that you knew you always wanted to do? What's the story behind that? Oh, I wish it were that. No, it was years of mass confusion and wandering around lost. The first time I sat in the coach's or counselor's chair in my master's program, uh, which was coaching people for two years straight, I knew I was home in my heart. I knew it's what I wanted to do. I knew it was my purpose and my calling. I just had no idea how I was going to get there. And my coaching practice has really been influenced by Stephen Covey's seven uh, habits of highly effective people. Not only do I live my life from those, but my coaching practice has also been influenced by those. And I can share with you that sitting with someone and having them tell me their most heartfelt secrets, goals, the things that they're scared of, the things that hold them back and they know it, but they don't know how to break through. That is the biggest honor and privilege I have. It's such a high privilege to create a safe, sacred space for someone. And I love every minute of it. Can I tell you a story? Absolutely, yes. Well, I had this client. um, His name was Michael. And Michael um, was from Poland. And he was talking to me over the computer. He did not want me to see him. But he came to me because he had an addiction issue. He was addicted to anger and he knew it. He actually oozed anger through the computer. I could feel it. Now, this was a very successful doctor in Poland with children and the house and, you know, all of the material things on the goal line. And yet inside, he was absolutely miserable. And he said to me after walking by a mirror, he he said, Jolene, I gasped. He said, I saw for the first time in 42 years that I actually looked happy from my heart and my soul, from the depths of me. And it's from the work we've done together. You've helped me discover my wings one feather at a time. 
And that's why I do this work. And that's why I do the work for myself, because I feel the same way. That's so beautiful. Thank you. And I know that uh, you are working on your next uh, book, and it's called Discovering Your Wings. And I'm really excited to uh, actually, uh, you know, for its launch and when it gets available. And and people can go to your website at discoveryourwings.com. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. And the name of the book came to me. So you asked earlier, how did this all come about? I knew for years that I wanted to write a book. And when Michael said that to me, you helped me discover my wings one feather at a time. I had what I call a divine download. And, and the, <laughs> it just was a hey, this is my book. This is my book title. And this is what I assist people in doing, discovering their inner peace and discovering their inner freedom. And it really started with saving my own life first. Mm -hmm. And now it's parlayed into my coaching. And yes, the book will be available. That's that's so beautiful. What a perfect example of serendipity and uh, how those book titles come to us from different unexpected sources. Yes. Uh, it's an amazing, <laughs> amazing story. Uh, one of the things that I'm curious about is, uh, Jolene, is, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the, you had some personal health challenges and, uh, you know, that was probably uh, quite, uh, quite a steep climb to come out of it and not many people... Uh, are able to successfully deal with it, but now you've been on the other side of uh, having dealt with it. What is something that you would advise uh, to uh, our audiences when they're facing a challenge or a struggle? Uh, what would be your uh, tips for them? It's an excellent question. One of the things, I just talked with a client about this yesterday. One of the things that I would recommend is making a decision. When I was told that my pancreas was barely working, I made a decision that I was going to turn it around. There was no question in my mind. Now, I had never done that before in that sense. I had turned around 40 years of depression. I had turned around an eating disorder. I had um, also severe back pain that I turned around. As I look back in retrospect, Cal, it's all about making a decision. I set positive intentions, I monitored my thinking, and I did a lot of inner work emotionally and mentally to support my decisions. And I wasn't in denial, I accepted it, I knew what was going on. But what made this different is that some of those other physical conditions were quote unquote curable, but this supposedly wasn't. Mm. And I said, you know, I don't have to buy into that mediocrity. I'm buying into excellence here. I'm taking a different road. And when I told my doctor that, she turned gray and almost passed out. But she saw the results I was getting. And she said, I support you 100%. It really is a decision. And I believe it's building your inner muscles. We, we always, we think of building our physical muscles but we also need to build our mental and our emotional muscles as well as the physical, as the spiritual. We're all packaged, you know, it's, it, we're a whole package. We're holistic. We're not just one dimensional. Yes. And, and it's important to have consistency, consistent, healthy practices. I was never disciplined. I mean, discipline was the last thing that I really truly was. And I, I saw that 
in order to make positive changes and have what I wanted, health, career, relationships that were healthy, I need to make the changes and make them healthy habits rather than unhealthy habits, which was what how I was living. Yeah, so what I'm hearing you share is really making that decision and making that commitment to change. Yes. And then setting a positive intention and uh, really uh, having affirmations every day and like really having an accountability of some kind that you are making sure you're progressing. Yes. And I think I totally agree with you because oftentimes uh, we as professionals or uh, entrepreneurs that uh, – we like to take on challenges, but the downside of it is we like to do it alone. And, uh, you know, it is actually wiser to, in fact, have a coach uh, to uh, not only a coach, in my view, I think, uh, uh, you know, they look at your blind spots and give you feedback that can really help you achieve your goals even faster. Now, would you agree? I do agree. In fact, there's no way I can see my own blind spots. You can't see your own blind spots. Athletes can't see their own blind spots. Opera singers, they don't hear them. So it, we're not any different. And I love what you said about affirmations, and I take it a step further. I think we all have core, core beliefs that we were raised with, that were ingrained, that we've been conditioned by. And when a neutral observer or somebody who's championing you, somebody who believes in you when you don't, somebody who is your success partner, hears those limiting beliefs, they can help you course correct. And I wouldn't be here today as an entrepreneur for 17 years if it wasn't for the fabulous accountability coaches that I had in my midst and in my life that called me out on my stuff, mm. on all of my, the, the junk, the crap, pardon me, but that I told myself yes. and all of the ways that I stopped myself that I didn't even know I was doing, all those blocks. And so all of what you said is important and, and then some, and then, the, then there's a whole lot more, but yes, that's the crux of what they can do. Yes, uh, that's uh, beautiful. Uh, taking a step back, uh, so I understand that uh, you're originally from New York. Is that I am, right? Buffalo. Buffalo, New York. Chicken wing town. <laughs> so, great, uh, and so growing up, what were your favorite hobbies and interests? And mm. uh, what did you like to do on your day off and time off? I, Growing up, I loved to be by the water. I love to dance. I used to create these fun little ballet shows in, in my attic with my girlfriend. That's not a secret, apparently, <laughs> now, now that we're talking about it. And everybody would have to watch me. Um, but I was profoundly shy. And I spent a great deal of time alone. Um, and so it was really hard. And, and so when you, when you had mentioned earlier about my being a, a, an inspirational speaker and all of the things, the ways that I express, that did not come naturally, my friend. That, that was developed. Mm. It was all developed. I, it's all a practice for me. Uh, it was, it's up until this point and I'm still learning and practicing. I think we're all a work in progress. Absolutely. Don't we all learn? Yeah. Yes. And I love to travel. I still love to travel. I started traveling when I was 19 and I haven't stopped. I still have the bug. <laughs> and so, th so th those are some of the things, including nature. I love being out in nature. Mm. 
Uh, well, you mentioned travel. Are there any favorite places you like to travel? And, uh... <laughs> yes, all of them. <laughs> Um, but if I had to narrow them down, I would say two radically different places. One would be Tahiti. Um, I love the serenity. I love the magic of the water and the sea creatures that I get to like, I get to speed race and not get a ticket, <laughs> which I love. There are no police officers out on the, on the ocean. It's, but it's absolutely gorgeous, pristine, most beautiful place. The other, on the other end of the spectrum is I love Europe and I love Italy, as you know, having just been yes. there, and the, which is radically different. But I love the sophistication and the culture and the uh, dimension of it, the old, the new. To me, Italy is magical. So if I could commute between Tahiti and Italy, I'd be a happy person, happier person. <laughs> hey, we can set an intention. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're absolutely right. I mean, Europe, uh, <laughs> it was my first time uh, to Europe uh, last uh, this summer, and I uh, was in Spain, as you know, and it was one of the most uh, magical moments of my life. Mm -hmm. I highly, highly recommend that if for our audiences that, Spain should definitely be on your list of travels because it's such a beautiful country. Yes. Um, having uh, been through so many uh, wonderful uh, ups and downs of life, as we call it, or the ebb and flow of life, how would you define success and uh, what's your definition of greatness? Success to me is very personal. When... I talk to people, I have them create a definition of success because it is very personal. I think it changes with time. It changes with circumstance. When somebody asks me what my greatest accomplishment is or greatest success is, I mean this ever so humbly. It's who I am. And I, I believe that the, I believe that success is not what I've done. I've accomplished a lot, but it's who I am, showing up in my loving, showing up in laughter and in joy and fulfillment, in being a good person in integrity and being authentic, in sharing my creativity and what I've learned through trial and error from my own mistakes saying, oh, don't do what I did. <laughs> There's got to be an easier way for you because I took the hard road at one point. And so to me, it's re success is really about who the person is. And I define greatness very much, very much the same way and personal excellence. Mm. Personal excellence to me defines greatness more than anything. And someone who's not a, afraid to say and do the hard things and not be popular. Sometimes that's, I mean, that's what leadership is about. We can be respectful and caring about others to, and respectful to ourselves as well and show up powerfully and gently without denigrating or hurting anybody else and show up in that personal excellence and do the hard things when they need to be done. Yes. Uh, so I, I think it's beautifully said, and what I'm hearing you say is success for you is more about being rather than doing. It's a way of being. It's a way of showing up in the world. It's a way of being authentic, and you're sharing your creativity and integrity 
and greatness for you is personal excellence. Yes. And, uh, that's, that's such a beautiful thing. Thank you. Uh, we're going to switch gears here. And uh, one of the questions that uh, in this uh, section that I like to ask a guest is, what stops people, in your view, from achieving their fullest potential? Oh, this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> I hear people fighting all of the time for their limitations. They have these scathing conversations in their heads about themselves and about all the things that they cannot do, all of the things that are stopping them, all these old broken records that simply aren't true. And it's their old conditioning, as we talked about earlier. I also see that when people don't reach their potential, it's because they don't keep their word to themselves. When people don't keep their word to their se- themselves or their commitment or their, their integrity gets lost, they stop believing in themselves, they stop trusting themselves, they don't have self-confidence, they lower their self-esteem. And it takes effort to keep one's word to oneself. And people need to know that they're worth keeping their word to themselves. One of the things that I hear constantly that's another block to people reaching their potential is I hear this all the time. People say, I am so busy. I am so busy. And when I, when I hear people say that, I ask them, how good are you at saying no? And they, they, you know, want to throw up. I mean, they can't. They don't say no, especially women. Um, they live from shoulds. They live from have tos. They learn from, live from guilt. They live from all of those self-imposed things and not from what they truly find important. They don't live from their core values. They live from somebody else's standards that were either imposed on them or that they thought. I also have found what, believe it or not, what stops people from reaching their full potential is thinking that someone else is going to come along and save them. Thinking the guru is going to save them. The latest book and CD, and you know I have books and CDs, so I'm not knocking it. But if I think when people don't understand that they already have their magnificence and brilliance within them, and that it simply needs to be drawn out and cultivated, when they don't get that and they're looking for a quick fix, they're not going to reach their potential and they're always going to be disappointed. They're always going to feel as though they're not really going where they want to go and living the way they want to live. Mm. So those are some of the key things. No, I like it. I like it. I, I, I can look here. I think you hit the nail uh, right uh, right there because I think integrity, uh, the way I see it is about honoring your word. And a lot of people don't do that. And when they break the word, it's basically definitely impacts your self-esteem, as you said. And uh and, and a lot of people, including men, I think also, uh, not only just women, I think we live by society's values sometimes yes. uh, because of peer pressure or whatever the reason might be. And really coming back to our own authenticity and our own identity, I think that's definitely a first step in achieving your fullest potential. Now, that's really beautifully shared. Having lived through your challenges, uh is what's the biggest lesson or insight or a pearl of wisdom that uh, you've learned from your life that you would like to share with our audiences? Cal, in working at prestigious rehab 
recovery centers for eight years with men and women with addictions from um, sex, drugs, alcohol, technologies and addiction, constantly doing and going is an addiction. And we can call just about anything. Food is was a huge one I worked with as well. I found that control is the master addiction. Mm. Control. And yeah, that was a little scary when I first heard it because I thought, well, everybody's controlling but me. And then I kind of looked at that. <laughs> but control is really the master addiction. Um, people are so busy attempting to be perfect and look perfect and do everything and be everything to everyone else that when they feel as though they're out of control and they don't know how to feel their feelings because we've been conditioned not to, we've been conditioned to distract ourselves. What people do is they get really scared when they don't know what to do with their fear, they end up shutting down mm. and turning toward addictions. Mm. So one of the biggest insights I've had is why a lot of addiction recovery work doesn't work is because people aren't feeling anymore. They don't know how to be with their feelings. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about walking around sobbing all day. I'm just talking about a very natural, easy, simple way to be with oneself. I don't think it has to be hard. Um, in fact, I have a client, I have an, a story if you'd like to hear it. Yeah, definitely. Please. I had a, I had a client who was addicted to doing CEO of her own company. And essentially, she was driving herself into the ground. And she was absolutely so terrified of her own feelings and of being out of control in any way, shape, or form that she could not stop. She could not turn the off switch mm. on. It was on. She couldn't turn it off. And her body was aching. And the great news about that is that through developing her own customized inner practices, when we collaborated together, she ended up completely turning this around. Not only is she has more energy, her body doesn't hurt. She went from taking a myriad of meds, I think it was like 12, wow. down to a handful mm -hmm. and even less. She started to sleep and her income has risen. And it's because if you're at the helm of your own ship, like CEOs, for instance, and, and entrepreneurs, you have to be a jack of all trades. And in that, you've got to take care of yourself have to. And as you know, in being an entrepreneur and talking to other entrepreneurs, if someone isn't, doesn't know how to face their perceived weaknesses or the things that really challenge them, they're going to stop right in their tracks. And that all comes back to being afraid of lack of control and control being the master addiction. That's uh, wonderful sharing there. My next question for you, Jolene, is uh, I'm a big fan of books, as you can tell, uh, and uh, and I'm sure you like to read a lot of books as well. What's the best book that you've read and uh, 
that you recommend for our audiences or your favorite workshop in the area of self-help besides the seven habits of highly effective people? Yes. I have taken so many workshops, Cal. It's it's kind of hard to narrow that down. In fact, one time I moved and my dad said to me, Jolene, you could be rich if you just sold all your books. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Mm. I think it it's really, it correlates with everything that I personally ascribe to mm. and the things that are most important to me by Brene Brown. I have that one handy all the time. Another one that I love is Until Today by Elania Van Zandt. Mm -hmm. And they're short excerpts from every single day. And they're profound. Those are two worn out books in my bookshelf. Uh, the other one I would say is an older one. And that would be from Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. I've, uh, yes, I met Louise Hay back in San Diego. Uh, and she uh, yes. she's an amazing woman, actually. It's yes. fantastic just to be in her presence. Yes. No, that's great. Uh, we'll include those books in our show notes. Uh, and here's the hypothetical uh, question for you, Jolene. Let's imagine that if you could go back in time and you could talk to your 20-year-old, mm. what advice would you give her? Oh, my 20-year-old. I would tell her that life is worth living. Mm. And... She can do anything she sets her mind to, that she is so beautiful and courageous, and she is wise beyond her years, and that eventually she will overcome her shyness to believe in herself and know that she is worth, she is worth living for. Because I really didn't want to be around at that age. Mm. I would tell her that the sky's the limit in any and beyond, because the sky is limitless, that she could do anything her heart's heart desires and that it's safe for her to be in the world and to dream. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Um, we're going to uh, switch gears here. And uh, the next section of our podcast and talk show is called the rapid fire round and you know i'm gonna ask you some fun questions and you know you gotta like just blurt out whatever comes to your mind um and if you want to elaborate on it feel free to do so but uh this is just a rapid fire round so jolene are you ready yes <laughs> no yes yes no <laughs> all right so the first question for you jolene is what rock star has impressed you <laughs> I'm not very easily impressed. <laughs> however, however, I do love music. I, I do. Who has impressed me? I don't remember the gentleman's name, but it was awe-inspiring. It was a man, a boy who grew up, and as a little boy, he was in a house fire. And he was burned from head to toe. And now he's an inspirational, motivational speaker. And he can barely move. But he is a he is a hardcore drummer. Oh, wow. He's a drummer and an inspirational speaker. And to see him 
oh, it moved me. It, it moved me. I had a box of Kleenex next to me. It was incredible. He impressed me. Wow. And people who are real, who have real, true heartache to success stories or heartache to joy story, stories, those are the people who really impress me. So if there's a rock star in there who did that, great. <laughs> I'd be impressed. <laughs> Well, the next question for you is, uh, if you could be successful in another profession, which would you choose? I The only other thing I've wanted to do in my life was be a newscaster. Hmm. That's what I originally set out to do, but I didn't have the confidence at the time. However, I have had a television show a long time ago when I was in LA and I have done on camera work and I'm really grateful it didn't happen because all that sad news would depress me. I don't even listen to the news now. <laughs> it was a blessing in disguise that, that it didn't happen, but that's what I set out to do. Well, the next question for you is what color describes you best <laughs> the one i have on which i know your audience can't see but it's blue it's the color of the eye, um the sea it's the color of my eyes it's often associated with depth mm. with stability with peace with uh elegance and grace mm. with tranquility and that's the way i live my life now i do my best to live my life that way i have my moments for sure where I'm not that, but I come back to it as often as possible to keep myself grounded. And it's beneficial to my mind and my body to wear this color. I love it. I get lost in it. I think it's beautiful. I like, I like blue as well. Next question for you is, if God exists, can she be trusted? <laughs> <laughs> she most certainly can. <laughs> God can be, yes, God can be trusted. That to me is one of the hardest lessons that I've learned and I'm still learning, which is to trust the invisible. It was hard enough for me to trust the people in my life that weren't really trustworthy at that time to me at that point. And so trusting the invisible, wow, that has been quite challenging and I think that if everybody trusted her, we would have an entirely different world. We wouldn't be up worrying at night. We wouldn't be hurting each other. We wouldn't be stressed out with anxiety and, and running ourselves ragged because we would trust that the universe has our back. We would trust that the universe is good, that she's good, that we're good ultimately, with discernment, obviously. And I'm all for it. I think trusting her is where it's at. That's uh, beautiful. You know, one of the things that uh, shifted for me uh, uh, as far as uh, the concept of trust is concerned is one of the questions that Einstein asked himself when he was a young man is, according to him, I believe uh, it's attributed to Einstein, I'm pretty sure, is that the most important question a man or a human being can ask himself or herself is, is the universe working in your favor or is it working against you? 
And when you believe that the universe has your back, as you said, it makes such a big difference in how you live your life, regardless of uh, what kind of challenges we face. Agreed. And I just, it's funny you mentioned that because I literally just heard that quote yesterday again. Oh, yeah. wow. I did. And I, what I would also add to that, Cal, is it's critical to have your own back. Because the universe can be conspiring for your good all it wants. But if you don't know how to receive, I grew up with somebody who did not know how to receive. Mm. And, you know, he'll work until he dies because he has not been able to receive. And while it's beautiful to be able to give, the universe does believe in the law of reciprocity of giving and receiving, giving and receiving. And if one isn't open to that and knowing that they're deserving of that, it's not going to happen. That's so great. So great. Totally agree. Uh, the final rapid fire round question for you is, uh, if you could have any message of your choice on a billboard, what would that be? You are your greatest asset. Mm, love that. That's beautiful. You are your greatest asset. That's amazing. Now, moving on to our final section of our podcast, what is your current personal passion project and what are you looking forward to in the next six months to next year? Well, it's a great question. One of the things is launching my book. I'm looking forward to doing that, finishing it and launching it. I've also am committed to doing a TEDx in Seattle and continuing to grow and love my life and just be the best that I can be, the happiest me I can be and love to my heart's content and as much as I possibly can and love and laugh and appreciate the sweetness of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you uh, definitely uh, are on a mission to help other individuals out there achieve their greatness and live their highest version of their lives as well. I am, yes. With your coaching practice and, uh, and your speaking, as you said. So uh, once again, uh, how can people reach you if they wanted to get in touch with you? As a gift for listening, they are welcome to visit my website at www.discoveringyourwings.com or call 425-553-1181. And when they go to the website and visit my website, they'll have the choice between two complimentary audios. One audio program is called Keys to Serenity, Success, and Happiness, and it's a program with exercises in it. There's also another one, they'll have a choice, between that and the second one, which is creating greater net worth by knowing your self-worth. These are each valued at $50 each. And they have give them an opportunity to go a little bit deeper into what we've talked about today. That's so great. And thank you for doing it. You're welcome. Again, uh, the website uh, is discoveringyourwings.com. And it's uh, from Jolene Ashker, and I really, really appreciate her sharing those gifts uh, on her podcast here. Is there anything else, before we wrap it up, is there anything else that I haven't asked you and you would like to share? If there's anything I'd like to share with people, 
It's that they absolutely have the capacity to change if they want to. They can absolutely build healthy, creative habits that support their life rather than deplete their lives. And anything is possible when they take inspired action from that place, from that heartfelt place of, of being their fullest. And it's possible for anybody to make these changes. Absolutely anybody. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. And I got final two questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) So three things you're grateful for Mm. in life today. My life, Mm. first of all, my life, my relationship with myself and my higher power, my relationship with my with my parents has shifted absolutely dramatically from where it used to be mm-hmm. and i am grateful for all of it every single day i don't take any of it for granted every moment is precious that's so great so jolene i would like to acknowledge you for being an inspiration for our community here at Toastmasters as well as uh, the Pacific Northwest community and, and also the people that come in contact with you. They're just uh, amazed by your presence, your positive energy. Mm. And, uh, Thank and, you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you have such a wonderful uh, way of creating that sacred space for your friends and for your clients. And it's amazing that people are willing to share uh, their deepest secrets with you and uh, identify a way to... Uh, grow themselves emotionally and spiritually and you make that possible for them and having uh, gone through your own personal health challenges and coming out of it and being um, inspiration for others is such a beautiful beautiful message that you have to share and i'm so glad that you took them took the time to be on this uh, podcast tonight thank you thank you for the acknowledgement uh, it's my pleasure one final question, and this is how we wrap up our mm-hmm. uh, interviews, is why do you think people should listen to the wisdom of friends? Not only because the title is phenomenal, but you do really good works. So why wouldn't they listen? Why wouldn't they want to be inspired? Why wouldn't they? I, we all need more wisdom. We all need more peace. We all need more inspiration and motivation. Why wouldn't they want to listen? Thank you for saying that. And I really appreciate your uh, time and candid answers and our conversation. Uh, For those of us listening, if you like what you heard, please share. Don't be shy. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom of Friends show with Cal Aras. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, theglobalcontribution.com. To your friends and colleagues, be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous episodes. This has been a Seven Symphonies production. Join us next time for another edition of the Wisdom of Friends.